Hi, this is Culture Van Horn, and you are listening to my papa on the CVH podcast. That is what she's saying. Yes. It's uh, Saturday, April 15th. I'm not going to say good morning because it's not the morning. This is CBH Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, I did something fun this week. Real fun, actually. Can you hear those sirens? We're in New York. I can't get rid of the noise. God damn it. Um, nothing I can do. I had something really interesting this week. Uh, I'm in the middle of um, participating in a documentary. Um, this is being done... Uh, by a production company called Drax Productions. You can find them at, at Drax Productions. They're making uh, a documentary, and by them, they, I mean uh, Daniel Biaggi and uh, Kevin Newberry. Uh, they, have, they have teamed up to make a documentary called Operatic, and they're going to be following uh, some singers around and, and try to pull back the curtain a little bit and, and shine a light on, on this, on this um, not, you know, yes, the industry, but even more so, um, the performer and the, and the operatic performer in show business here and what that looks like from a lot of different angles and a lot of different experiences. And I'm, and I'm uh, very, very privileged to be a part of it. It's awesome. And so I went and did my first um, interview with them, kind of a long form uh, interview. And I really, I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into. I was trying to like anticipate but if you're gonna if you're gonna sit for four hours, you have no idea. You know, you can assume you'll talk about this, this, and this. But really, I, you know, I'm not sure uh, that that I could have been prepared other than just be me. Um, so that's what I did. Um, yeah, it, you know, it was um, it's kind of intimidating. I've been interviewed before, never long format. Um, I guess I've done a couple of television interviews. You know, like morning shows. <laughs> Like uh, the Dallas Morning Show and, um, you know, San Diego <laughs> 7 a.m. morning show, that kind of thing, um, which can be a little bit intimidating because those cameras are big and the lights are bright. But this was, a, this was kind of a different beast because it was intimate. Uh, we were in an intimate, very cool space and just, you know, small cameras, but a huge lighting rig. And there's a lot of focus on you. There's a lot of, um, you know, I was suddenly very concerned about <laughs> how I looked. <laughs> But more than anything, I just want to make sure that I was me. Uh, and so I tried to relax into that and, and just be me, um, which is hard. It's, uh, that's, that's being authentic when you're under um, cameras and lights is tough. You have to fight your urge to give pageant answers, which you all know makes me insane. And I talk a lot here, and it's easy because nobody's looking at me. It's different. It's different when people are looking at you. And, and this room was as friendly as it gets. I mean, this was a supportive, friendly, wonderful room. And so... To that end, I had nothing to nothing to stress other than what's going on in your head, and so there's like, you know, you have high end microphones and boom mics and, and cameras, and, and they pick up every little bit of noise, and so there's a a significant amount of noise reduction that needs to happen, like unplugging refrigerators, if you can imagine. You know, it's not we're not um, uh, uh, even that tiny little sound of the refrigerator gets picked up. I mean, if you can hear white noise right now, listen. That's a, a central air system that I have no control over in this building that's sort of running all the time. I can't get rid of that. Um, and so with their microphones, which are undoubtedly even better than mine, um, and I got the good one, um, uh, they were picking up every tiny little thing. So they had to turn the AC off. And this was a couple days ago when it just turned hot. and It was like 83, 84, 85 outside. 
And I got up there and I could already tell that it was warm, but I was okay. And I just sat down and then they put the lights on you and then you get a little bit nervous. And then as soon as we began, I felt these two beads of sweat on my temples just form and start to fall. And uh, very quickly realized, I, I, you know, we're not even five minutes into this. And I said, we got to stop. I'm dripping. <laughs> Super classy. And so we stopped for, for 10 minutes and cranked up the AC. And I calmed down a little bit and, and just, you know, made sure to keep wiping my brow. Because uh, it was, it was um, you know, you become aware. You have like, all of a sudden you have this internal monologue of like, oh my, come on. Are you serious? You're just going to sweat right now? I can do a whole opera performance and not sweat for one second. I really can. Uh, and then I can go and change my clothes and just start sweating profusely. So there's really not a ton of rhyme or reason to it. Um, and I, I'm going to blame just, you know, my first time nerves with this kind of, with this kind of setup. And, and, you know, to be perfectly honest, um, uh, Kevin Newberry, who, who is such a wonderfully endearing, uh, a person in, in, I mean, he's not just in my business, he's in about eight different businesses, but, uh, in the time that I've spent with Kevin, he's just like this warm, loving, caring character. And, and, you know, it's, it was, it was easy to talk to him and it very quickly felt like a therapy session. And then, then I was like, well, probably this doesn't need to be a therapy session. I don't need anybody feeling bad for me ever. You know, like I don't, I'm never, I never want to be in a position where anyone anywhere ever feels bad for me. That makes me sick to my stomach. I have, I have champagne problems. You know, I don't, I don't have real problems. <laughs> I mean, we've all got real problems, but you know what I mean? Nothing anybody cares to hear about. Uh, and so I didn't want to like, I didn't want to harp on, on too much of the hard stuff, but we did, we did get into the, the cost and the sacrifices of this life. And, and we, and we, we went to some interesting places and, and I thought, you know, I felt, I felt, um, honestly, I felt like I had been through a therapy session, you know, with Dr. Kevin Newberry and, and, um, and it, it was, it was great, you know, and then when it's all done, you go, Oh my God, what did I say? Was any of that interesting? Was any of that, um, <laughs> did anybody care? Does anybody care? You're sort of looking around, you know, if I, if I said something that I thought was funny, then I'm like looking around the room for my usual approval, <laughs> but they all have to be quiet off mic. So it's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a very, it's a very funny situation. So I, imagine this, anytime you've ever seen somebody on camera, you think there's just two people and they're having an intimate conversation, right? Like that's, that's, that's the sense that they give you in the, in the picture. Um, and so it seems easy for somebody to have an emotional moment or a sensitive moment or go to, go to a place you didn't, you hadn't planned on going and it can be a little high, high intensity, emotional things happening. And, um, you think, oh, it's just because it's the two of them and it's intimate and they're talking personal, but no, uh, you know, there were seven people right there staring at you or listening or watching through a monitor or something, you know, just, just, uh, um, uh, taking it all in six or seven people there. And, and, um, so they're listening to your story too. And so there's an element of paranoia that sets in like, is this interesting? Um, and so I, I you know, it, it didn't take me about, you know, 10, 20 minutes before I just let all of that go and just said, look, just talk to your friend. Talk to your friend Kevin, just like you do on your podcast. And then it was much easier. I said, "We're just having a podcast here. Let's just talk like friends." And and so, um, uh, there were some good things that came out. There really were. I think I think we we landed on a on a couple of spots that I think will be will will have will have um, meaning to it. I hope so. I hope so. I trust these guys a lot, and 
And, you know, this is one of those things you just don't know what you're getting into. You have no idea. We, there's a lot of television out there. There's a lot of things to choose from. And you go, well, why is this interesting? Why is, why is the life of a, a performer, I mean, is it, worth, is it worth a TV show is really what, what goes on in my head. And, and, you know, they started drawing up some parallels, um, Chef's Table, you know, this F1, this F1 show. I don't know anything about it, but somebody was talking about this. F1 racing show that people seem to like and know now, you know, they're bringing all these new fans to F1 racing because they, they helped you fall in love with the characters in a way. And I think that's what they're going for here. And so they're going to uh, illuminate, you know, 10, 12 singers this first season and, um, and, and um, you know, just tell their story. Tell their story. Whatever, whatever their story happens to be and, and, and sell, not sell, but, but to illuminate the, the performer. Um, you know, there was a time where the opera singer was very famous and we're, we're workers now in a lot of ways we're workers, but the, the, the personalities haven't changed that much. And so there's still, there's still something there to be witnessed, <laughs> whatever, whatever any of this means, but it was such a, it was such a positive experience and, and not one that I took lightly. It was clear, uh, the production value, the money involved, the, the, the commitment involved from everybody in the room was really palpable. And you go, all right, this is, this is something, you know, when, when five, six people face the same direction and decide on a goal, like magic can happen. It really can. And it's, and it's pretty rare that just one person can do it. You know, you need, you need this uh, team aspect, um, I think, for, for real success. And so from what I saw, a few pictures, a little, little couple of quick video clips, it looks fantastic. They really, this is, they've spared no expense when it comes to microphones and sound. And, and so... Um, the, the quality of it is of the highest caliber, which I think was pretty imperative to, to some success. Um, uh, yeah, it was, um, it wasn't, I I wasn't sure what I was walking into. I had an idea, but I wasn't really sure. And, and, and 10 minutes into it, I was incredibly at ease. And then the time flew by. I don't know if it flew by for everybody else listening to me. Uh, but, but, um, uh, it, it went by and I was like, wow, we're done. Did we get enough? And, and, you know, this is going to be a project that goes over some time. We'll, we'll sit and chat again and, and, uh, you know, show up to some things and get some footage and stuff like that. And so they can, they can build the episode and, and sort of, you know, a lot of this might end up being sort of, um, voiceover to other, to other footage. It, it's very possible. I don't, I'm, uh, I'm not in charge of that part. <laughs> It's funny, there's an instinct in me to know everything, and then you go, you know what, <laughs> you can't, why worry about things you can't change? <laughs> I'm sure that's on some kind of placard in some fancy bathroom somewhere, like, don't worry about the things in life you can't change, but it's pretty true, we should just, what, what can I do? I'm not, I can't worry about everything, I really can't, so I'll trust the professionals around me, and I'll trust the love of the people that I know, and, and, um, and just, just take everything for, <laughs> from surface value. <laughs> I need to simplify. I thought stress was supposed to get easier as you get older. When does that happen? When when do I when do I calm down? That's the real question. When do I calm down? <laughs> Boy, rehearsal is still going on. God help us. It's just a uh, lot of lot of bohem rehearsal. I, I, I haven't put up bohem in this amount of many weeks in in a decade. Um, um, yeah. Normally, at Bohem, you just sort of add water and, and put the show up. But we've really rehearsed this one, and, and um, 
and I think musically it's going to be fantastic. I think the show is the Zeffirelli Bohem. I think we're doing it very authentically, and 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 uh, it's a hell of a cast. And blah blah blah, all that shit I'm supposed to say, but actually kind of mean most of the time. <laughs> and uh, back into Aida. Aida starts on Monday. Um, I'll keep you posted on who shows up and who doesn't. You know, back in the fall we had the rotating cast. We'll see. We'll see if that continues. Mm, I have suspicions. I have suspicions. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna. I'm starting off in the positive realm. Uh, hey, I love you for listening, but you knew that. CBH podcast episode. I'm not really sure. We'll look it up. I'll find out later. I always have to label it, so I don't. I don't know beforehand, but I generally know after, like right after. I'll know what number this is. That's fascinating for you. Hey, everybody, enjoy the rest of your weekend. It's hot in New York. That happened quick. So, we'll see you next time. All right, thanks. Bye.